0: And welcome to the Everything is Black and White a Newcastle United podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live We are the only place you need to come for all the up-to-date news about your club We have a panel of expert writers who have covered the club for many, many years We have Legends of the Game who also join us as special guests as well as writers from further afield Hit that subscribe button and get your weekly update of Newcastle United so some exciting news about our podcast we're now hosted on the global player app don't worry if you get your podcast from apple spotify or AirCast. you can still get them from that platform but we do recommend that you download the global player app it's available in ios or from the google store Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White and Newcastle United podcast. What you're about to hear is the view of a national journalist on the imminent Newcastle United takeover. I spoke to the Murray Simon Bird, who, while excited at what the future could hold under the new owners, doesn't want fans to hide away from some of the issues raised.
1: I'm Simon Bird from the Daily Mirror uh, football writer uh, in the North East. What does this mean for Newcastle United? Well, this is clearly uh, one of the biggest um, developing stories in, in the history of, of Newcastle United. Hugely important for the club and the community and the fans and the Premier League. It, it, this, The takeover that is unfolding now will be transformational for Newcastle United. Um, it throws up a massive issues um, politically as well looking at the how the club might well be transformed well um, it'll go from being having 13 years of kind of drudgery and lack of achievement and lack of really trying to be major players under Mike Ashley to a club new owners who will clearly want to be want to make a noise want to be major players and want to turn Newcastle uh, and it's easier said than done into top six challenges uh, maybe even longer term into top four challenges um and pretty much invest a load of money in the club and in players so that's that's what everyone expects um although they might try and manage expectations so this is going to be huge for Newcastle transformation uh, it will transform the club um now, there are obviously huge issues which are thrown up um, by the takeover. Um, you know, it's, it's a Saudi funded takeover, 80% money coming from the Saudi Arabian government. Um, and the question is whether Newcastle United fans, uh, it's a trade off of conscience that they've got. Um, do you, do you want Newcastle to be funded by a state uh, a state funded by the uh, PR arm, investment arm of the Saudi Arabian government? And if you look at the record of the Saudi Arabian government uh, and the man who's in charge of the place at the moment, there are some very unpalatable appalling things that have happened the murder of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi um, who was murdered and dismembered they they bomb Yemen there's there's a war going on in Yemen 13,000 people are said to have died they lock up dissenters Um, they've been condemned by Amnesty International for for uh, for jailing many people um, who have who have tried to change various laws in um, the male guardianship law in Saudi Arabia and women having to be accompanied driving, so there's a lot of issues which are thrown up. And I guess the 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 conversation that Newcastle fans are having in their own heads and with each other are are you fair, are you prepared to stomach um, a regime like that? Um, Taking over your club or funding a takeover of the club, how closely can you associate that regime with your club? Um, it's an investment arm of the of, of the government, um, and. You know, is is this regime worse 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 than Mike Ashley? And Mike Ashley had, you know, was we, we protested and fans protested and we questioned him very harshly on having Wonga on the shirt and changing the changing the name of the stadium um, and zero hour contracts in his business. Um, Mike Ashley was held very to very high level of scrutiny by newspapers, journalists, and fans for the way he conducted his business. Um, the question being asked now is: um, As journalists, we will do that to, to this current, this new, rate, this potential new regime. Our fans going to do that as well. There's also Andrew a huge dilemma for, for fans. Um, I I always thought that a huge number of Newcastle fans just want to turn up to the game, be entertained, enjoy the football product on the on the pitch, and support the the club um, and a lot don't want to get involved in, in the politics um, of Mike Ashley or even uh, or, or a Saudi takeover. So it's going to be, it's a it's a huge story. Uh, it's the biggest one we've covered in 15, 20 years. Um, and it's going to be a very interesting few months.
0: The concerns raised over, you know, the involvement of the Saudi royal family, you would imagine the only thing stopping that would be, Intervention from the UK government um, and given business dealings and what have you, you can't really see the Premier League's turning down uh, this takeover. Can you? Are you foreseeing any obstacles in the way?
1: Well, you, you can't see the Premier League um, overturning it. I mean, there are various nation states. PSG um, and Man City have uh, been taken over by effectively by nation states, um, and you know the one the one thing that will. Probably hold back Newcastle fans from, from well, some Newcastle fans from, and, and help them accept it is that they'll see that um, Pr- Theresa May, when she was Prime Minister in November 2018, um, hosted um, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, um, Bin Salman, uh, at Downing Street, and then they will see the, the Queen being pictured with him. So, so. You know, and also you you you, you touched on there, um, the dealings that that Britain has with Saudi Arabia already, which uh, you know, irrespective of this takeover or football, we we have sold six point two billion pounds worth of arms to Saudi Arabia through uh, or licensed six point two billion of arms sales since uh, since twenty fifteen to Saudi Arabia, and they've waged their war on Yemen uh, using those arms. So, a lot of Newcastle fans are thinking that it's a bit rich people commenting on this in a very principled way when the actual government that we 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 have in the country and our own businesses um are quite happy to welcome the the head of state uh, and to do business with him. so why why should new people will say some people will say i'm not saying this necessarily why should newcastle fans have to have to be the ones making a stand uh, against an unpalatable regime um very complicated issue very difficult to to work out where you stand on it well where I do stand on it is that there are appalling things um, happening in Saudi Arabia and a lot of innocent people who are simply being human rights activists should be released from their prison
0: a lot of fans when they get involved in these conversations just point back to the football and and the investment it's going to bring on the pitch off the pitch the hope is that the, the PIF will fund, uh, you know, community projects and, and carry on the good work that we've seen through the University the Foundation and with the Food Bank, etc. I mean, that's brilliant for the community, isn't it? And if they do uh, continue to fund it and go up another level, yeah. which we, we think they will do, it's, it's brilliant not just for Newcastle, but also for the, for the region.
1: That that is a point that the people in charge do seem to have a sort of kind of a holistic view of 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 what owning Newcastle United means. um, In that there there are a lot of easy PR wins for for a new regime. Yes, the foundation does brilliant work. Um, fund them, you know. Um, get out there in the community and and do good. Realise that your your you know the club is a, a beacon for the for the city, and it sets the mood and the tone um, within the city. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of easy PR wins. They've got to get former old, you know old players on on side who have been. Quite badly neglected. You know, Alan, Alan Shearer, Kevin Keegan, all been um, kind of dumped on by by the Ashley regime. And you wouldn't be surprised if they're brought back into the fold, or at least welcomed to St James's Park in a, in, the, in the manner they deserved. They deserve by by the new regime. Um, a lot will depend on. Know there's a lot of good things that Newcastle can do and, I, and you would expect Amanda Staveley to be, and she's been up here several times, to be clued into all those good things that the club the club can be associated with locally. Um, a lot will depend on how much the Saudi regime want to promote their country through using Newcastle, I think. Um, if, if this is like, um, if they're funding it, if they're funding this takeover and take a back seat and it's not all about promoting Saudi businesses and their their investment strategy. And they're basically coming to get into football to transform a club um, and be and make it a winning a, a winning operation um, and an operation grounded in the city. Then there might be some um, more forgiving sort of uh, voices willing to give them the the the. Um, Give them the benefit of the doubt and also when when these things happen you, you can make an argument that when well, you know when when a country gets the Olympics and and or, or the World Cup sometimes human rights um, aspects uh, or, or complaints are highlighted because uh, because sport is suddenly at the center of their country you know and um, if they if the Saudis buy Newcastle and fund, a buyout, fund this buyout and it shines a light on what's going on in that country and there is reform and there is real change then that could be a that could be a good thing but that's that's probably a long way off um but uh, yeah, as, as I say, it's a it's a it's a huge uh, it's a huge prospect that we're going to be covering in the next few months. I, I do think it's difficult though. The expectation they will, they will try and manage expectations because, I mean, Everton have spent an awful lot of money and not really got very far uh, in trying to launch themselves as a sort of top six, top four challenges. It's easier. It's quite easy to come into a. A club and say that's what we want to do, but actually achieving it on the pitch is is pretty difficult. And they will have some key appointments to make on and off the pitch. Director of football, manager, um, who's you know who's picking the players. Um, can they can they transform Newcastle on the pitch um, as easily or as as quickly as as people might expect? And that could be the the, the most difficult thing to do.
0: Just finally then, if you could sit down with potential new owners and relay one message back to them about Newcastle United, about the club, about the community, about the fans, what would you say to them?
1: I would say it is a club absolutely uh, ripe for, uh, for transformation, for rebuilding, uh, for reconnecting with their fans um, and for investment. And if, if they make it a club at the heart of the city with a manager who is popular and serious and and world renowned in charge, um, then then they will succeed in turning Newcastle into challenges again but I would also say to those people if I was sitting down with them um, your money has come from a regime 80% of this money has come from a regime that is widely condemned around the world and I would I would tell the, the people running the club to use all influence they've got with the people in Saudi Arabia who they're getting the money off to make Saudi Arabia a freer society which tolerates dissent tolerates homosexuality tolerates um you know pe- people who who have a different opinion um and those two things have, have uh can, can happen